hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Sustainable Drumroll. 100! Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, happy babbles. Yeah. We're 100. We have got, I can I flat out cannot believe I've put up with you. For 100 episodes. I can't believe it. I'm, I can't. I'm surprised can't. that you put up with me for 100 episodes as well. That's astonishing. I'm surprised that our listeners have put up with both of us for 100 episodes. And there are more of them than there have ever, ever been. And it's fantastic. And it's wonderful. And we made it. And we're alive still. So this is... It's a, it's a multi-pronged episode. Because as well as being Sustainable episode 100, it is our festive edition. So we should be having some sustainable of the year. And it is also um, the last one for a while, because we're off for a bit. So we're going to be covering all sorts of things, aren't we all? Like what? Well, Dave, we are going to be talking about that lovely, lovely, lovely company, Coca-Cola, uh, who makes things that unfortunately live forever, right? Um, uh-huh. uh, we're also going to be talking about that eco hunk of a man, lovely oh, Emmanuel Macron. Oh, Macron, oh, the sexy wizard Macron, as it were. Because uh, he has got a bit of a master plan to save the world, and he's been oh, getting all this. of the people in the countries in the world together to talk about it. And because it's 100, and because we've done 99 episodes before this, we're going to be talking about some of the wonder what all. And half the world of Dave stuff that we found. So I don't, don't know if you spotted there, but there is a theme, which is we're going to live forever. There's going to be a master plan. Wonderwall, half the world of Dave. It's Oasis because the EcoGuff this year is presented by none other than Liam Gallagher, which is just extraordinary. And listen on for that. Just the usual disclaimer before we bang on with all of this nonsense. We do work for environmental charities still 100 episodes on. Amazing. We Amazing. <laughs> I mean, that is astonishing. Nobody has sacked us for doing this, which is quite impressive. And if you wish to continue us not being sacked by environmental charities, and if you have any beef with anything that we say, take it up with me or him directly, but not with anyone for whom we work. Otherwise, we shall not get to 101. Yes? All right, let's get on with it. Um, I, I want to talk tonight. Sustainer Bauble of the Year! So, Sustainer Bauble, this is the third time we've got to do this because it's our third Christmas. It's when all of the guff comes out, and this time the guff is wearing a big red suit covered in cotton wool on its face and smelling like Rudolph. Uh, yes. All right, mate. You um, you've had a bit of a heavy Christmas season, haven't you, so far? So well, far. you know the usual. You know it's fine. How's yours been? Uh, it's been all right, thank you very much. Yes, yes, I have been. Uh, it's been very civilized, and I haven't been too indulgent, which is very nice, isn't it? Now, look, shut up and listen, because what we've got to do is deal with all of this horrible, festive eco guff. Because what does Christmas mean? Guff, guff. That's right. <laughs> um, so, uh, a couple of things. We did ask people to send some stuff in, and we did get some corkers. Um, First thing, what what the hell do you make of this? It's winter, and it's coldest time of year, isn't it? Well, it might feel chilly, and the wind might bite at your nose. Maybe you want to snuggle up with a hot chocolate. What is that? Is that, li- is that sweary, shouty, anorak, lean forward, Liam Oasis Gallagher? Yeah. 
it turns out he's making a video about climate change. Look, listen. Lots of birds are nesting earlier and spring flowers are coming out too soon. This is what climate change looks like. It's affecting so many of the things we love. What's he banging on about, What? I don't know, really. I mean, well, it's it's not entirely clear what what any of it's about, really. I mean, I, well, I suppose it's saying things are getting hotter. How did he say hotter? Hotter. Things things are getting hotter. Uh, and that, that's that's true, I suppose. But yeah, it seems to be a video made by this group called the Climate Coalition, who are a coalition representing loads and loads and loads of groups. Uh, like ones you've heard of, like you know RSPB oh, and stuff. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no, different different <laughs> groups. Uh, yeah, that would be a nice little twist, wouldn't it? <laughs> Liam Gallagher, in the spirit of Christmas, has made a video to promote Damon Albarn's work. <laughs> How are you, Liam? Godlike. Godlike. How you feeling? Godlike. Good. Thanks for coming by. The problem with this is as follows. Now, do you remember back in episode ninety? Oh, we talked to that Leo Barassi. Yes. Gosh, yeah. was that only in 90? That seems like ages ago. It was yes. ages ago. It was 10 weeks we ago. We talked about all the things about like how people are persuaded to do things and apathy and whether they care and does it matter if loads of people don't care and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he said like one of the things that he said was make it about people and like and and make it, don't make it seem all kind of fluffy like make it seem about sort of impacts on people and things now um and i suppose this is what this is trying to do but it's like it's it's i think it's just a video that's all of the stuff we kind of learned the hard way over the last 10 years about how not to do climate communication which is like just make it all seem kind of desirable like if you're freezing your knackers off i'm going to go down to football later i'll be sat there freezing my knackers off there'll be quite a few people there also freezing their knackers off who wouldn't mind a bit of climate change thanks and and their lady knackers and their their lady knackers knackers is a non-gender specific term right Mm. um and uh wouldn't mind a bit of climate there's loads of people who wouldn't mind it a bit warmer in the winter and what are the point the bloody hell am i supposed to do it just goes at the end you've (laughs) seen this thing look snowman's melting it's christmas Give some love to someone. I, I'm not as sure as you are that it's as terrible as you think it is because I'm not sure who it's aimed at, but there are a bunch of people who, particularly people who live in not stinky London or not big old cities, who do notice things like birds nesting earlier and, and flowers coming out spring flowers coming out earlier. Like, my, you know, my parents are always saying, oh my God, the snowbells are out in August or whatever. Um, and it's that is a thing that, uh, that people notice. And I wonder whether that sense of like, mm, something's up, something's up is what they're trying to tap into. Because that, that's a real thing, isn't it? And, and people... People feel that more than they feel, oh, climate changing gases are now 403 parts per million in the atmosphere. Like, so what? But I totally agree that, you know, if you're going to say this is what climate change looks like, you might want to include something like California currently on fire and hundreds of thousands of people having to leave their homes uh, or like all of the people getting flooded in, well, take your pick basically and loads of people dying and like... You know, Karachi becoming essentially uninhabitable during the summer. All of it, like you can make it about a human story. You don't have to just go pretty birds and melting snowmen. Also, I I mean, 
there is part of me that thinks, well, the fact that it isn't some kind of lovey and no doubt genuinely lovely person like Emma Thompson, but, you know, there's that whole set of kind of Richard Curtisy kind of mm. famous people who mm. do well-meaning climate things, isn't it? You know, it's, it's totally predictable. It's like Bill the very Nye. well off. Yeah, you know, kind of lovely middle class people who um, have loads of money and mean awfully nice things. But they, they're the ones who do soundtracks to these sorts of videos. So I quite like the fact that it's an absolute dickhead like Liam who's just taken it. And I think he would be, you know, I, I think he wouldn't mind me calling him a dickhead. He's that sort of guy. But that that's, you know, that's quite different, isn't it? Right, more sustainable bauble, mm. and if anything, better bauble. More babbly bauble. Uh, you may have heard of Coca Cola. Do you know who I mean by them? Yes, they invented Christmas. Quite right. Uh, they are, oh man, they are going for it on the babble stakes. I'm not content with making 110 billion single use plastic plastic bottles a year. Blimey. 110 billion. Is that billion? right? 110 That's right. billion. That is yeah. the biggest number in the world. Go back and listen to episode 53 for more on the biggest number in the world. <laughs> Uh, what was that original biggest number in the world? I think it was like 60 billion or something, wasn't it? <laughs> this is this is bigger more. than that. Yeah. Even more than that. And that is, astonishingly, 3,400 bottles every second. Cranky. Now, fear not, though, because in Sri Lanka, what's that? That's about six seconds worth of bottles have been stopped from like going into the bin and have been turned into Christmas trees. <laughs> yes, and... Um- festooned all over the lobby of the World Trade Center, which is, I think, if, I, if I'm reading this right, not like a massive center for trade, but a shopping center in Colombo. Yeah, I think. So. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, and what they've done is they've taken Coca-Cola, have teamed up with this horrible advertising company, which have teamed up with this horrible shopping center, and they've made, like, decorations, kind of wreaths and trees, Christmas trees, out of recycled Coca-Cola bottles. Uh, and uh, they look horrible. They look like, you know, those uh, lollies that you used to get when you were a kid that were like rockets and they had different colours. <laughs> yeah. They look like those. Um, and the babble, uh, you know, they're covered in lights and they're covered in tinsel, but what they're mostly covered in is babble. Where's this babble? <laughs> Where is it? Here, listen to this. A recycled Christmas. Our care and concern for the environment and our love for Mother Nature has directed us to take a different route in the creation of our Christmas decoration this year. Each of these handmade trees were carefully crafted using 23,000 plastic mega bottles, which would have ended up as mere garbage, making this Christmas one that is responsible and filled with colour. I just don't understand why they think they get a medal for this, right? Well, they've admitted... Because they're Coca-Cola. They, like, they, <laughs> they've admitted in their own babble, their own, by their own babble are they damned, right? That the, <laughs> the 110 billion bottles minus 23,000 that they've bunged into trees is going to end up in the bloody sea or in a massive pile festering. Do you know what 11, you know 110 billion minus 23,000 is, oh? Uh, hang on. 
I'll save well, you the effort. It, it's basically in the area, billion. It's 110 yes, billion. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, I don't, these companies, it's just such an archetypal babble. It's like we do a thing that is spectacularly wasteful and creates unbelievable piles of shit. And some of that shit will go down the gullet of an albatross. And some of that shit will end up teeming, teetering over small children on the outskirts <laughs> of cities and like just rotting over hundreds and thousands of years. Years and releasing horrible shit, right? And and then they go, oh, but it's all right because like, look, you can be responsible with that. But yeah, you know what the most responsible thing to do with that is? Don't make it. Reasons to be cheerful. Oh, reasons to be cheerful. This is the section where we go la 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 la. Everything is fine because well, and this is this is good. This is another really really good one. What's been happening in that there stinky France, David? Well, all I am glad you asked me this. Uh, uh, listen very carefully. I shall say this only once. Huh? <laughs> um, God, you know, there's a whole generation of kids who won't know what that is. A whole generation of kids won't know about the fallen Madonna with the big boobies or um, the, the little tank or any of that stuff yeah, going outside. Luckily, the they, they tank. won't be listening to this podcast either, so it doesn't really matter. No, I know. Um, and if you don't know, just just go and go and watch some Aloha Low on the internet. Just go and watch it. It is amazing. What has happened is uh, your man, uh, we decided, was the biggest the man hunks in the climate mm. space. Mister Emmanuel Macron is the boss of France. Oh, oh, oh. Putting the man hunk into Emmanuel. <laughs> yes, indeed. Go back and listen to episode 86, where we compared him and Justin Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. Um, he uh, held a summit. He held a oh. summit about climate change. He, he gathered together all of the world uh, underneath his summit. Oh. And and he uh, showered them with a day's worth of attention um, about money. Wonga money. L'argent. La, yeah, we. We, we, yeah. This, well, this is quite impressive, actually, because we recently had the old climate talk, the COP, the Conference of Parties, see episode 94. Uh, no, 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 uh, 95. 95, 95. Might keep that in. Uh, see episode 95, where we talked to the wonderful Rachel Kennelly, who was there and told us all about it. And these are very important summits, and they happen every year, and there's loads of diplomats, la di la di la But there was definitely a sense of kind of, uh, whatever, with this one, and no one really cared. Um, and whereas this Macron summit seems to be quite different because for a start, it was only one day rather than a fortnight, so you didn't need to rely on Red Go Bull to get you through. Secondly, I, it's bet, I bet by the end it was a bit, a bit kind of eye droppy. By the end, I mean, yeah, I've probably, been, I've been at that sort of things. Where I yeah. barely get through work without falling asleep. <laughs> <in my mind. laughs> but they're in Sitting France, in so they will have just had you know lovely espresso and. Uh, well, they've had seventeen hours off for lunch. Yeah, I was going to say. Right? I assume that this is a day long <laughs> summit with a three and a half hour lunch break. Anyway, lazy stereotypes aside, um, it was very short and to the point and also entirely focused on finance. So it wasn't what are we all going to do everywhere throughout the economy in every single possible way to fix climate change. It was like, right, money. How are we going to make money fix the planet? Suits, 
And so what they've done is, I mean, uh, you know, a lot, basically. But here are some things that were announced. So 225 investors have launched a joint pledge to basically uh, do to start caring about climate change in the things that they invest in, right? And it is estimated that these 225 investors together control... Now, you know how the biggest oh. number in the world is 110 billion? This is a bigger one than that, isn't it? This number is $26.3 trillion in assets. That's Do not, you know how much number. that is? That's that not is a, number. a number. It's a spectacularly big number. That's not that's a number. <laughs> they must 26. stop counting once you get above like a couple of hundred billion. You can't no. count more than that. You got... You That's not a number. They literally have it piled up Scrooge McDuck style in the basement. <laughs> What's the difference between 26.3 trillion and 26.4 trillion? What's that? Well, is that a is is that point bi- 1? Uh, is that a billion? Uh, that's 100 billion. Oh lordy. Look, shut up and listen, right? So uh, that much money is now going to have a climate filter put on it. So there's like the people who ultimately invest in that stuff are going to say to the ultimate companies that are doing the stuff, what are you doing about climate change? That's important. Number two, insurance giant AXA, which makes gravy, has announced that it is going to quadruple the amount of money that it spends on green investment. So like it's going to do some stuff. Can't bother to spend a lot of money. Thing number three, um, World Bank. Now this, I I reckon this, this is the most significant yeah, one. Yeah, this is the good bit. This is very important. Now, the World Bank is a much derided in lefty circles, but actually pretty bloody important big wadger cash, basically. All the companies, all the countries in the world bung some cash into this thing called the World Bank, and the World Bank bungs it into doing stuff in the world, right? And some people say that what it invests in is like horrible neoliberal, you know, companies coming in and tearing down rainforests and pushing people off their land and opening up their markets to competition, coming over here with a competition and all of that anyway which it is which it is yes it does do that Um, uh, but one of the things it does support in countries is energy and one of the things it has been slagged off for like a bunch of naughty monkeys is investing in things like coal plants and oil plants and that sort of thing and they've said not doing that anymore one more year of that because we've got stuff you know underway by 2019 no more oil or gas going to be invested. Did you have a little bit of gas there? (laughs) (laughs) A small bit of gas. (laughs) Yeah, this is important because they did something similar for coal about seven years ago. I think in 2010, they said, right, no more upstream funding for coal. Play the upstream funding for coal musical. (laughs) Oh, yeah. How's your stream? Up. Gassy. Yes, they said a while ago, right, we're not going to be funding coal. Um, and well, now you've seen, certainly in the last 12 months, a pretty astonishing shift away from coal in many places. It's, you know, it's not a straight line. Things are going, there's some more coal being burnt in some places again that it wasn't. But in general, massive decline of coal, primarily because it's uneconomic. And I'd imagine the World Bank have got quite, quite a lot to do with that. So the fact that they are saying they're going to do something similar for oil or gas from uh, a year's time is, I think, very important, particularly because gas is in there. Because everyone, so many naughty climate monkeys are like, yeah, OK, coal bad, but gas, lovely. Gas is cleaner than coal, so we're going to do loads of that. So to have them explicitly saying we're not going to do upstream funding for gas is good. 
and uh, just loads of other stuff. Just really good, really. Um, and the thing I like most of all, because it's just it's just like it's so petty, but I like it anyway. Is Macron's given uh, eighteen climate scientists who <laughs> don't feel welcome under defu- the orange furors uh, American <laughs> diktats, where he's not allowed to talk about climate change. Did you know that he apparently has been banning people from saying that the wildfires in California are anything to do with climate change? Like he's, I didn't you know, know the, that, but I'm not yeah. in the slightest bit surprised. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Um, anyway, um, 18 of them have been given grants to move to Paris to come and work <laughs> in France on climate science. And I think so that provocative. is... <laughs> it is, isn't it? So I think, let's uh, once again, let's give a great big bon to Macron. Bon. Thing Dave can't decide if it is good or not. Uh, yeah, so Dave has a brain and sometimes it can't work out what it wants uh, or what it thinks. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. You should have seen me at the Christmas party a few days ago, mate. My Lord. <laughs> I'd imagine you were very clear what you wanted, which was another booze. Well, speaking of drinking, El, ah. um, here, the thing that I can't decide whether it is good or not this week is this. This is um, Boris Johnson, who's he, El? Is he someone you can't decide whether he's good or not? Because I, no, I, I can help you decide if you're struggling. <laughs> I know exactly what I think about Boris Johnson. And indeed, back in episode 75, uh, we were talking to Boris Johnson's dad, yep. weren't we, all? Um And yep. I, I might have mentioned to Boris Johnson's dad what I thought about <laughs> Boris Johnson. <laughs> yeah, kudos to you. You didn't hold back on that. But Boris Johnson didn't. is the Foreign Secretary, uh, unbelievably, yes. at the time of recording. Uh, and is, um, well, as part of his Foreign secretary has to go around all the other countries and offend them and then apologise to them and then <laughs> explain... GDP to, generates growth, doesn't it? Explain, yeah, exactly. yeah, <laughs> explain to Theresa May why he's announced things that he's not supposed to and why he's caused huge diplomatic incidences. Um, but one of the things he's been asked to do in a recent trip to Japan uh, was to prove that all of the nuclear shit that happened from Fukushima is fine. And how did he do that, Dave? He drunk it. <laughs> yeah. Very good. <laughs> this is him drinking a can of fizzy pop made in, Fuku- in, the, in the Fukushima prefecture, or whatever it is, you know, the county, where your Fukushima went... Went fizzy right? pop. Went fizzy pop. Uh, and the thing I can't decide whether it's good or not is whether or not he's drunk nuclear waste. <laughs> I mean, I wish there wasn't horrible nuclear wasteland. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think specifically, it's the, it's peaches, isn't it? It's peach juice, and a lot of peaches are made in the Fukushima area. So, um, yeah, what Dave oh, yeah. is saying is he, <laughs> if it turns out our foreign secretary has drunken something radioactive and gets sick and dies, he's not sure how he feels about that. Um. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Things that make you go. Hmm. So, 
things that make you go, hmm. I'm not sure if this is really a hmm or a crikey Moses or oh Jesus, Jetting Christ, whatever. But it's it's weird. And it's Christmassy because what do people like at Christmas more than anything else, Dave? Well, not you uh, and not me, but uh, other people. No, more than that. No one really likes it. That's the point about turkey. No one likes the turkey. Everything that goes with it. Not crackers. No, they like like smoked salmon. This is when everyone eats smoked salmon. Yeah. Is it bollocks? (laughs) No, it is. Even never in my entire life. And I'm very old now. And I haven't always been a militant vegan. As anyone around me at any point ever any sort of connection to Christmas in any way had smoked salmon. Play the bloody Ollie's posh music. Put that Ollie's posh music on. Who the hell has smoked salmon at Christmas? Who does that? You're just you're just not mixing. That's not what they do in the circles. When they have when they have the well, that is true. That's for damn sure. As much do you want to do you want to know something that will make you I think laugh or possibly cry or just hate me a bit more? What? When I got sent to school, uh, like not not you know. Sent off to school with your trunk. <laughs> sit on, sit on, the tr- on the train winding through the fields as, as mummy stoically stood on the platform and watched you go. Um, when I went to primary school each day uh, and took my pat lunch, very often I would have smoked salmon sandwiches. You are shitting <laughs> But also a wagon wheel, incongruously. What, it was, <laughs> what is that to... <laughs> From, that was, from a literal wagon. I was to fend <laughs> <laughs> off the bullies. It's like it's all right. I'm, you know, I'm like you. Uh, yes, no, I'm. Um, uh, I'm proud of that. Um, right, well, I just wish it to be noted for the record that you know the royal family. I don't mean the the, the, the you know I mean the one the, the you know my ass them. They never oh, yeah. had smoked salmon at Christmas. Mrs. Brown's boys they're not sitting around eating smoked salmon at Christmas. Delboy and Rodney did not sit around, if you recall, in the Christmas special Only Fools and Horses with Cassandra, Raquel, Uncle Albert, Del, and Rodney having smoked salmon. And I put it to you that is not a thing that normal people have. Tweet us if you have smoked salmon. You can do it anonymously, or if you like, you can't tweet anonymously, but you can send us a message going, okay, uh, vegan amnesty, but I have had smoked salmon. I would be fascinated to know. Anyway, come on, shut up and listen. Tarquin Forbes Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) At Aloysius underscore Montague. Oh, shut up and listen. You are going to listen to me talking about fish, all right? Right. Because what has happened is that it turns out that... This is the place to do it. There, <laughs> there are so many uh, dead salmon coming from fish farms, largely in Scotland, that it is commercially viable to burn them for electricity and Ooh. to burn them for gas, which can be then turned into fertiliser. It, it's astonishing. So people... people unbeknownst to them, have been using uh, electricity that has been generated from burning dead salmon. What do you think about that? I'm in shock about that. Well, that's what the headline said. The headline in the Sunday Times said, Vegans in shock at fish electricity. I mean, it's just, you know, it's one of them things, isn't it? Like, if you are going to kill loads of animals, you may as well burn them as anything else. But I think the point that Justin Kurzweil from Viva makes is pretty spot on when he says, I'll paraphrase, he basically goes... How buggered up has this industry got to be that you can have so many, like, accidentally dead fish as a result of fish farming that you can generate, like, entire town's worth of electricity out of it? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, and, and I think he's, he's, right. he, he's got a point, hasn't he? Because, I mean, yeah. most of the article is, like, people going, oh, you know, 
vegans are going to be really pissed off because their electricity has been made from burned fish. So, you know, they've been trying to avoid animal products, but indirectly they've been using them. But I don't think that's the bigger point. I think the bigger point is what comes lower down in the article where it says last year, fish mortalities in Scotland exceeded 22,000 tons, the equivalent of about 5 million fish. Now, when it says mortalities, it doesn't it doesn't mean the ones that they killed on purpose to eat. That's mm. the ones that got like bacterial infections or whatever. Yeah, those that ones aren't, is, those ones aren't mortalities. They're just dead. Yeah, right. Okay. So Scottish and Southern Energy, uh, they're the company that's admitted that they they've been <laughs> burning them uh, for for oh god for running iPads, I suppose. But um, what a bizarre story and what a. F- world we have where that number of dead fish can um, can be turned into Christmas tree lights Anti-Enough of the week Right Andy Inhoff time. For those of you new to the podcast, we have got a section of the show named after a senator in America called Jim Inhoff, who is... Inhoff. He is an Inhoff. We don't need to paraphrase anymore. Inhoffs are Inhoffs. It's, it's going to be the Oxford English Dictionary's word of the year, I'm sure. He's an arsehole. He's a prick. He's a bellend. He's a curmudgeon. He's a doofus. He's a douchebag. This is a heartwarming story, if ever there was one. A group called Plan B, not that Plan B, different Plan B. Which Plan there's, B? There's like a music person, isn't there? Like a rapper, isn't there? Know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, not that plan B. This is a group of people who are crowdfunding to sue the government. Um, and that is because they think the government is doing naff all of meaning on climate change. They're saying they should have a 2050 climate target, which we do, but it should be in keeping with the science, which it ain't. Um, and this is really like fantastic because this is a bunch of kids. Uh, it's a bunch of 70-year-olds. It's a bunch of everyone in between. Uh, it's a bunch of people from a range of different backgrounds and they are just getting together to say this isn't good enough um it's not you're not doing anything like enough yeah you've got a target but it's not based on what's actually gonna like stop us all frying and that's probably illegal and i think i agree so go to their website which is crowdjustice.com forward slash case forward slash plan b i'm sure you can just google it as well and give them some of your wonga The other thing you could do with your money, if you were interested in crowdfunding something... Oh, um, Dave, you're going all coy. Yeah. What's happening? So, well, here's a thing, Ol. So, um, you know how we do the babble? Yes. And we love doing the babble, and we have a vast babble army of grateful and engaged listeners. Mm. Pay up, you bastards. Right, what's going to happen is this, yeah? We are ra- we are asking people... On, that's the sound of everyone turning <laughs> off their podcast app. It would be lovely. The thing is, we do this for free, and that's great, and we don't mind, and we love it and everything. But we would love it if you could donate a little bit of cash, if you've enjoyed the last hundred episodes of Babel, and you would like there to be a hundred more, uh, just to cover our costs and things like that. Totally up to you, like, but if you're sitting there surrounded by vast piles of non-recyclable wrapping paper and drinking out of bottles that are just going to end up wedged down the gullet of an albatross, and, you know, generally feeling as if you've had a terrible time and you're a terrible human being, and you've donated to the Plan B crowdfunding, and you're thinking, what can I do next? Well, 
why not pop along to www.patreon.com slash sustainababble and give us a few quid. Um, you don't get anything for it or anything. Like You're not going to get... You do. Like, you get a warm glow. You get a, you get a nice warm feeling in your special area. And that is, they, <laughs> they don't come free. Usually, <laughs> they don't. They certainly don't come for whatever you want to pay. But you do get babble. You'll get babble out of it because, like, we will continue and we will uh, be able to babble forth until all around us is a wasteland, with me and him hunched over a microphone, piping out our little pathetic peeps to the last humans left alive. That's Patreon. P a t r e o n. dot com slash sustainable. Right, listener, if you are still listening, chances are you are one of those lovely people who cares enough about us to listen more than once. And therefore, I hope you will indulge this little bit of navel gazing because we're going to look back at what we've done in the past 100 episodes. Not all of them, don't worry, just a few very selected highlights because, well, it's fun. Yeah, um, blimey, we were rubbish when we started this. <laughs> My God, I've, this is just to, I know uh, this is how we started episode one. Hello. 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 Welcome to Sustainable. Thank you. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yes, welcome, people. <laughs> welcome, listener to Sustainable. I mean, who were those guys? Well, you were a very, very sort of subdued and um, sad man. And now you're like animated and sad man. Well, so were you. I mean, I think it took us a while to sort of edge into this, didn't it? But, oh, man, uh, it did, yeah. Indeed. But I hope, I'd like to think we have got better and we have grown up over the course of this babbling, haven't we all? We've got in touch with our emotional side. I think we've had a few a few moments of wobble, yes. haven't we? Like yes. episode 92, where you had a major freak out. Yes. We've done that. Well, that's yeah. still going on, but um, right? yeah. No, do, you think the, do you think the babble has made you upset? No, I don't think so. I think it's the opposite. It's nice to talk about this stuff, isn't it? I think sitting and reading The Guardian makes you upset, uh, but having a chat to your mate about it. And more importantly, then like people writing to us going, yeah, that's really interesting. Or thanks for raising that. I hadn't thought about it. Or yeah, me too. Um, that's really, really nice. So yes, the babble has made it better. Big blue wobbly thing that mermaids live in. <laughs> See. Yes, and who has also grown up with us all? Arabella <gasps> has grown up with us. She was so small when she started. She was she a baby, was a tiny, Arabella. Tiny little bit of was she baby four or five? I think she was five when we started. When did we five. start? Early 2015, was yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she must have been five. Yeah. Oh, listen, listen yeah. to her in the back in like episode five or six or whatever it was. We had some avian incidents. During the week of January 11. Yeah, I mean, kudos to her for seeing this out. I, <laughs> I totally assumed that she would get very bored of this very quickly. And maybe she has, but um, either her or her uh, long-suffering dad has um, committed to keep going. But she's also, I mean, there's a hint of a performer in there, isn't there? There's someone mm-hmm. who is quite enjoying uh, giving out the babble each week. So I hope that she um, she listens to this. And thank you, Arabella, for your majestic eco guy reading every single week pretty much so what have we learned we have learned that all hates pandas no i don't go back and listen to episode 10 for more on all hating pandas and squirrels 
Go and back who? and listen. Squirrels. Quirrels. Go back and listen to episode 74 for how much I'll hate squirrels. You know it's not fair. Don't pick on me. You wouldn't like get Jonathan Ross on here and point out how silly his W's are. I just can't say the word squirrels. So the what? Squirrels. <laughs> yes. Look, I don't hate squirrels. I just think that, you know... Well, go back and listen to hear what I think. Uh, we learned that Dave hates bees, though. He loves a good hornet if he sees one and doesn't mind if it kills all the bees. So well, that's another sad. thing we hate. And he also, therefore, he must have been delighted in episode 92 when we discovered that all the insects are dying because, um, you know, he hates bees and presumably hates all the other ones. Tell you what Dave also hates, keeping his promises. <laughs> what do you mean? What have I done? Dave said in episode 59, this... Look, you are probably right, and I, I will endorse your prediction. And if this government does ban micropedes in cosmetic products, I will go from here to Crystal Palace Park, which is just around the corner, wearing a QPR shirt and nothing on my bottom half, and I will eat grass until I'm sick. Yeah, and has microbeans has it been banned yet? Yes. No. Well, they said it's going to be banned. Yeah, but it's not been banned yet. I'm not doing that. The whole point was I'm not doing it until what, it gets banned. Until the actual law exists. Yes, that's okay. what I said. That's a technicality. And anyway, um, speaking of things we've learned, we've learned that you are terrible at predictions. Because back in episode 17, you said this. All right, so I've got a prediction. Very simple one. Ed Miliband's going to be Prime Minister. That's Still might you. be. Still <laughs> might be. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, suppose, I suppose stranger things have happened, although I put it to you that the window is closing on that as an option. Well. Um, yeah. Back when we started this podcast, your man Ed Miliband... God, think about this, right? Here are things that were around when we started, right? Top Gear was a thing. Like, yeah. Jeremy Clark, it was all perfect. Like, you know the old Top Gear when they went around, like, being racist and doing all that sort of thing? That was just, like, a thing. That was happening, right? There were Liberal Democrats... Yes, that was a yeah, thing. They still exist. That's was one of the U- great species extinctions that we've seen. Isn't well, it? and UKIPs. There were UKIPs. Yeah, they they were a thing. Uh, like not a single politician who was in charge of anything when we started anywhere, except for Merkel, is still around. And like, she's only barely around. And she's only barely around. Like there's no Nick Clegg. There's no David Cameron. No George Osborne. The amount of time I spent getting upset about George Osborne doing there's no like Tony what? Abbott. No Tony Abbott. There's no. Uh, all-round hunk Barack Obama. Uh. There's none of it. It's all changing. Instead, now, we've got all this mayhem. Um, and we haven't got Ed Miliband as Prime Minister. We've got yes. Theresa May as Prime Minister. And it's all mm. different, isn't it? And uh, things really... I mean, that's the main thing I wanted to reflect on, is just, like, what a turbulent time it has been. We've had, a, we've had two elections in the time we've been doing this. We've had one Brexit, one Trump. All sorts of weird stuff's gone on. Are you okay? You okay? Are you all right? Go. Oh, boy. Uh, we've had a babble baby. We? That's new. Yeah, yeah daddy. You, you and I have, oh. <laughs> have birthed. Uh, <laughs> <we> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang on a minute. Uh, when, when were the times? We started in 2015. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's about a year, after about a year, um, we got you and I got broody, and then nine months later we had a baby, and um, that was different. Uh, we have had not one, 
Not two, but 39 Babel guests. Caramba. Isn't that exciting? So many people have come on to give us their time, to give us their wisdom and wit and insight and humour and warmth. And, oh, it's been lovely. Um, Far too many to mention. I still think one of my absolute favourites is that Danny Paffard one off of Heathrow 13 because it was so cool. But they've all been great. Um, And, yeah, have meant that, crucially, you don't have to listen to us blathering on all of the time. Hello, I'm Chris Packham, and you're listening to Sustainababble. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, that's it really, isn't it? But I think that, uh, what have we learned? We've learned that stuff changes really, really fast, haven't we all? Mm, stuff changes very fast. fast. We've learned that one thing that is a constant is guff. Yes. There is, yeah, yeah, it is a law universally acknowledged that if there, is a, if there is a planet, there is guff. Um, and companies have not got any less guffy since we started doing this. Politicians have not got any less weaselly since we started doing this. Um, and the planet has not really got any less f- since we started doing this. Um, however, we well, have been... Yeah. N- well, no. Um, no. We, we just, you know, back in episode 92, we said all the insects are dead. Yeah. You know, no, everything's right. dead. You're right. But lots of things are happening very, very fast as well. Uh, our friend of the Babel, Simon Bullock, listens to this occasionally. And he does. He keeps a list all throughout the year of good things that have happened on climate and energy. And it is an impressively long list when you ask him to see it, um, including things like, you know, when we started, there was loads and loads of coal being burnt in the UK as normal. And people thought that would carry on for years. Now there's basically none. That's pretty amazing. There is all the offshore wind getting built now. Uh, Solar in China is just happening faster than you can, like, say solar in China. There is good stuff happening. There is loads of people caring about plastics now. I'm sure they won't be by February, but for now they are. Uh, That's good. Trees are getting planted. Lots of things happening on that. Yeah, it's not all terrible. Oh. Yes. Are you there? Yes. yes. Have you enjoyed doing the babble? Yes, very much indeed. It has been an absolute pleasure and a delight. And um, yeah, isn't it nice to be able to whitter on into a microphone and for people to listen to it and to say that they like it. And it's really, really appreciated. Have you enjoyed the babble, Dave? I have. And I wanted to thank you very much. And I wanted to thank all of our listeners, because without them, none of this would be possible. All of the people who've got in touch, all the people who shared, who yeah, liked us on it Facebook would be possible. or Twitter. Well, I suppose, shut up, it wouldn't. We could just do it into possible. a vacuum, couldn't we? Well, I suppose we suppose we could, yes. Um, I just want to thank you, listener, for sticking with us. And uh, what we would love is get in touch with us. We'll, say, we'll give you the details at the end. And just let us know things you like. Let us know. You know, we, it's very hard to get feedback on this stuff unless you tell us. So tell us what you yeah. like and what you don't like. And keep on listening and tell your friends. Amazing. Thank you also, we should say at this point, to our majestic friend of the battle, chap called Arthur, who oh. off his own bat just got in touch and said, Fancy a new logo, chaps? And we went, Yes, please. All right. <laughs> that one was knocked up by Dave in five minutes, thinking we'd get a better one come along. Yeah. We never bothered to make a better one. No, as luck would have it, Arthur is also a graphic designer, so can do logos. And he sent us a bunch of really amazing logos for, like, free, as far as we can tell. Although yeah. we're waiting for the lawsuit somewhere yeah. down the line. But uh, so we, if you go onto our website, you will find a new logo out there. And it's lovely. And thank you so much, Arthur. What a kind, kind thing to do. 
Indeed. And a thank you as always to the legendary Dickie Moore, whose music was also given to us for free way back at the start of this, and whose intertwinklings at the start and end and in between you hear every time you listen to the babble. Thank you so much, Dickie. And thank you to Arabella for so nobly reading out the eco guff throughout the course of this nonsense. And oh! Yes, Dave. We're having a party. We're actually oh, doing it. We're going to do it. We're going to yes. do it. We have been banging on. I specifically have been banging on about the Babble Party. And we thought, do you know what? We're going to have a Babble Party. So we've got a date, which is the 27th of January, which is a Saturday, I hope. And we haven't got a venue yet. We haven't quite worked it out. But if you want to come, it will be Stinky London, I'm afraid. Although we are massive in Denmark and Canada. Maybe we should go there. Uh, no, it'll be Stinky London. So if you want to come, you are Babble Army, warmly invited. And we mean that. We would love to hang out, have a few beers or fruit juices or whatever you like. Um, and just drop us an email at the usual address, hello at sustainababble.fish, and say we would like to come to your party and we will uh, we'll send you the details and it'd be nice to meet you in person and convince ourselves that you're not all just bots unless some of you are murderers oh bots. yeah no not the weird ones don't yeah if you're, if weirdo, you're weird don't come no um, and as always find us on Twitter at the Babble Wagon or on Facebook at uh, just search for Sustain and Babble so on Facebook um, and find us there and give us all your love and share right that's it look we banged on for plenty we're off yeah. for a bit we are going to be back start of February uh, in 2018 year of Good. our lord 2018 God. so we should be back then that is us for Christmas and for the new year and for uh, whatever the hell happens next in the world very good. Have a lovely Christmas. Bye. Bye. Oh, happy birthday, Sustainable. I'm Kate Rayworth, and I believe, according to official records, I am the 77th Sustainable. And a very happy one at that. Hi, I'm John Vidal and I appeared in episode 96, or perhaps in 97, of Sustainable. G'day, I'm Dr. Carl Krasinski and I appeared way back in episode 23 of Sustainable, so congratulations on getting to your 100th episode. Hi, I'm Amy Leptrot. Congratulations on your 100th episode, guys. Keep it up. I enjoy listening. I'm James Murray and I appeared in episode 65 of Sustainer Babble. The one thing I'm looking forward to in the next three years is the complete collapse of the Trump presidency, taking down with it the intellectually and morally bankrupt climate scepticism and libertarian ideology that has acted as such a drag on climate action globally for the last decade. I'm Martin Williams and I appeared in episode 8 of Sustainer Bubble. The one thing I'm looking forward to over the next three years is to see Brexit drop from dominating the time of our politicians and our media so that the really serious environmental issues we need to get to grips with can be uh, tackled and, and moved up the agenda. So, I, I'm David Hone from uh, Shell and uh, I spoke on your programme about climate change. I think the most important thing that can happen 
is for governments to look very carefully at what they've promised to do under the Paris Agreement and take that next step forward to ratchet up their ambition. Now, one thing I am looking forward to in the next three years is that the whole society finally wakes up to the fact that global warming is real, we cause it, and it's going to get expensive. I am more excited than I can possibly put into one sentence to be dedicating my time to turning the ideas of donut economics into a 21st century education so that we all have a chance of meeting the needs of all within the means of the planet. And I can't really think of anything more that I'd like to do with the rest of my under-50s life. Uh, in the next three years, I am interested in watching how the population of corn crakes uh, endangered bird continues to fare in, in Orkney if they can still maintain some kind of population of the birds there thanks to conservation efforts and also how it goes with the um, reintroduction project of, of corn crakes in England. I'm totally, utterly gagging for Mr Trump to go, for Brexit to collapse and for Fromage, sorry, f uh, Farage to bugger off. Then I want much, much better air to breathe, I want far less plastic and I'm looking forward to far more insects and I want to see Britain run on renewable energy. I'm also really looking forward to Sunderland winning the cup, um, seeing a, a hedgehog in my garden and beavers in the river Cariog.